My name is Jeremy. I'm one of the pastors here at Providence Road Church, and we are so glad that you're with us uh, this morning. I want to welcome you. Welcome all of the guests that are here, that I, the, the unfamiliar faces I see um, this morning. We're so glad that you're with us this morning and honored that you would choose uh, to spend this Sunday celebrating with us our 10-year anniversary. And it's today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. It's appropriate. And to, it, today's just a celebration. It's a party about uh, what God has done in the life of Providence Road Church. And one of the, the, the heartbeat of our church from day one, the heartbeat of our mission has been the glory of God, that the glory of God may be made known and clear as we focus on the person and work of Jesus Christ. We've tried to make that the central thing throughout the, the, the 10 years that we've been in existence. So I want to remind us up front today that this isn't about our church primarily. This isn't about any of the leaders or any of the people in the church. This is primarily about God and his faithfulness, that he would choose to make his glory known through Providence Road Church, and we are, are humbled by that. Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, 7 says that um, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but it's God who gives the growth, but only God who gives the growth. God starts churches, God builds churches, he sustains churches. So I want us to keep him as, as the focus of this morning while we party and we celebrate all that he has done in our church. And it's fitting this morning that we do baptisms because there's nothing that brings God more glory than people who were, not, were once not followers of Jesus who are now followers of Jesus. People who once didn't care about God and Jesus and now who care about God and Jesus. There's nothing that brings him more glory than that. And so that's what we're going to focus on today through baptisms. These 12 people, my, my, my brothers and sisters now who are coming up, they're publicly professing and saying that they have no hope outside of Jesus for salvation. He is their only hope. And that's what all of the people being baptized today are saying. That's what's happened in their hearts. They're saying that their hope is not in their performance, that their hope is not in how good of a person they are, their hope is not in the family that they were raised in or grew up in. That their, that their hope is purely in the person and work of Jesus. And that is what the, the people standing up here today professing faith are saying. They're saying that Jesus lived the perfect life that they could not have lived. That Jesus died a death that all of us in this room deserve to die. And that when Jesus was raised on the third day... That, that they're united with him through his resurrection so that they now have new life, new spiritual life. And this is the good news of the gospel. And this is the foundation which we've built Providence Road on. So we're going to continue that theme this morning. And I hope you're excited about this. I hope you're excited to see people tell their stories in the process of doing this. Now, Here's some things I want you to think about as you're watching these baptisms. I want you to, um, if, you're, if you are a follower of Jesus in this room, I want you to, to think back and be reminded of when God saved you and your baptism. And I hope that brings um, 
good feelings inside of you, right? I hope that brings some emotion out of you that you can kind of um, empathize with what everyone is going through today. If you're here and you're not a follower of Jesus and maybe this whole church thing is new for you, we're so glad you're here. We're really, really glad that you're here. We're honored that you would be here this morning um, celebrating this with us. But I would ask you, what's keeping you from following in their footsteps? And, and, and maybe talk to myself or, or a friend and, and ask questions about what's going on today. I encourage you to do that as well while baptisms are going on. Now we have a couple of, I, I want to kind of lay out what the morning is going to look like. Okay, the, the kind of the roadmap, the game plan for today. Okay, so first um, we're going to start with baptisms. And then we're going to go into a, a, a video um, or several videos put together of, our, of messages from our former members, for those who are no longer with Providence Road, who've moved away and moved elsewhere. Then we're going to do more baptisms. And then we're going to have a few messages from our current members. Then we're going to do more baptisms. And then we're going to end with a video from some local pastors, some leaders of some churches that we've been connected with and partnered with from day one. And they're going to kind of speak some encouraging words over us. And that will be our final video. And then after um, that, we will head outside and we're going to eat together. We're going to eat some really good food together because a lot of the celebrations in the scriptures were based around food. God wanted his people to enjoy food when they came together. And to remember that that food is also a blessing for him as is community and sharing life with brothers and sisters in the faith. Last thing I'll say, and then we're going to get started. Here's what we need to do during this time. This is not a morning to be quiet. This is a morning to go crazy, okay? So when, they, when, when the people who are being baptized come out of that water, you need to cheer. Che- cheering and whooping and whatever else you want to do is not only encouraged, I want to challenge you to do that, okay? I want to challenge you to, to cheer, Right? This is worth celebrating. Again, nothing brings God more glory than when a heart is changed and new life is brought about in, inside of someone. Okay? So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get started. God, we're so thankful for you and the work you've done in this church in the last 10 years. That in spite of our weaknesses, in, in spite of our, our, our frailty, in spite of our lack of wisdom at times, you have remained faithful. We've tried to be faithful in, in, in the planting and the watering, but it is clear that you have given the growth and you have bared the fruit that we see today in Providence Road Church. As we look back on the, the previous 10 years, I also want to think about the next 10 years. What lies before us? I pray that you would continue to see it fit to use us to accomplish your mission, that we would humbly remain connected to you and put your son Jesus before everything else so we can be standing up here again in 10 years celebrating the previous 10 years prior to that. I pray that you would do that in and through us. And, and for my brothers and sisters today who you have brought faith about in them, I, I am thankful for that. I pray again that you are the one who was lifted up this morning and your son and the Holy Spirit are made much of as we continue um, today 
in this 10-year um, celebration party of what you've done in Providence Road Church. God, we love you, and it's in your powerful and beautiful son's name we pray. Amen. We're going to continue on now. I want to um, introduce Jacob. Jacob's going to be leading us and really um, in introducing those folks who are going to be baptized. So, Jacob, take it away. All right. So, we're going to start this morning of celebration by bringing up Logan Ledeber. Right? Yes, sir. Come on up here. And then Braden will be baptizing him. So, They'll come up here, give their testimony, and then I'll be like lurking kind of creepily and hold a mic when they get baptized. So take it away. No? There we go. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Luke. <laughs> uh, I'm a junior at OU. <laughs> uh, so I just kind of want to tell you about my story and how Jesus has changed my life. Uh, so starting off, I have two great parents who brought me to church uh, all growing up. And uh, I feel like at a young age... I like kind of realized that God was real and really had like this knowledge of Jesus. Um, but then just growing up, it became very apparent that I was separated from God just by the way I lived my life and how my full trust was in myself growing up. And that showed a lot in high school and especially in college when I got to college. Uh, and then I remember it was like, my freshman year, I was, it was like off of a big party weekend, and I was like, man, I'm tired of kind of like living this life. And I met with my, my brother, Brandon, and he basically just told me things I'd heard my entire life about Jesus uh, and what that meant for me. And I remember that was like the first time that I really saw that I was separated from God. I saw my sin, and I was like, man, not only did my feeling like I'm missing out on the point of life, but like I want to have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, I like wrestled with that idea, decided to give my life and my full trust in Jesus uh, about two years ago. And since then, I've like tried to like glorify God with my life, and hopefully, I will do that for the rest of my life. But. Uh, it was cool. Me and my buddy Tegan were sitting here before church and we were practicing our testimonies. And I was like, man, like, I feel so unworthy. Like, I am undeserving to have life in Jesus. But 2,000 years ago, he died on the cross and was buried and rose again. And today, I symbolically get to be dumped in water, dead in my sin, and raised to new life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my story, and praise Jesus. <laughs>
I love that story. Uh, Luke, you are winsome and you are funny and you are kind and compassionate and tenderhearted. And for 18 years of your life, I watched you use those gifts they got to given you to build your kingdom. And truly, there is no greater joy than over the last few years getting to see you use those things to worship God and to build his kingdom that I could not be more proud of you as your big brother. And so, Luke, do you believe with your whole heart that Jesus is Lord and that he died and three days later rose from the dead? I do. And do you proclaim with your life in front of all these people in front of the whole world that you want to follow him forever? I do. Then it is an honor as your blood brother and, more importantly, your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Keep, give it, keep it going for Luke. Luke Lederberg. Awesome. So let's do better this time. We're going to welcome up, welcome Tegan Card. Uh, hi, everyone. Um, I'd just like to tell you about my story. Um, so I was born into a Catholic family. Uh, I was baptized as a child. Um, I have no recollection of it. Um, so I always, I always knew there was a God, um, but I never knew him. And so um, if we'd fast forward a couple of years into my freshman year of high school, um, one of my best buddies uh, took his own life. And it took such a toll on my, on my life. And it made me question my faith completely. And um, I, uh, it made me fall into such a deep depression. And I actually ended up attempting to take my own life as well. And thank goodness I, I, I'm still here. Um, but I remember vividly sitting on my bathroom floor um, with my eyes opened, thinking, if there wasn't a God, I would, I would be dead. And I'm so thankful that I'm alive. And um, uh, somebody, my grandma started praying for me every day, and she, she let me know. And oh, sorry, I'm so nervous. <laughs> And um, uh, later on in my junior year of high school, I, uh, uh, my, my father passed away. And again, I started questioning my faith. I started questioning why, like, why, why would this happen? Why me? Um, and again, my grandma, again, she was praying for me. And I was, I was angry. I was an angry kid. Uh, I was really emotional. And... Um, I knew there was a God again because my life had started to progress and um, I didn't know God I just knew there was um, so my grandma prayed for me I said a prayer she told me to and I, had no, I didn't think anything of it I just started living my life for the world again living for myself um, 
but God put me in, or God put me at school at OU, and I don't know why, but I'm here. And um, I met the Letterbers, and they started getting me to go to um, Stumo Late Nights and Crossover, and um, I just started, they started my walk with faith, but I was still, yet again, I kind of categorized my life. There was like a couple of days for Christ and the rest parties. And um, I uh, hit rock bottom at, in uh, January, and um, I, I made the decision to uh, follow Christ and give my life up. And um, I texted Braden, and he he met with me and um, just started getting me going on the right track. I started reading my Bible every day and praying every day, and just um, I've just seen tremendous an impact in my life and I'm more joyful and less anxious other than right now I'm super nervous <laughs> but uh my life with Christ is a hundred times better and I cannot wait to die for Christ Tegan, it has been inspiring to watch you over the last six months, literally the, the only six months that I've known you, to watch God pursue you and to watch you pursue God in your life. You are in a pivotal season of life, and Tegan, God is better than you know, and he has plans and purposes for you that you could never imagine. And so I'm so proud of you for making this decision and for committing your life and being baptized as you follow Jesus. And so, Tegan, do you believe with your whole heart that Jesus Christ is Lord? I do. And do you proclaim in front of all these people, in front of the whole world, that you want to follow him forever? Yes, I do. Then it is an honor, as your big brother in the Lord, to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Okay. So now we're going to welcome, now we will welcome up um, Carter Mosier and some of the Mosier family. say something in a second, but I wanted to say something real quick. Um, so as a family, we got here February of 2012. We have been in Norman the same length of, of Providence Road, so this day is super special to me and to us. Um, sorry. Some of the first people we met, like literally got here on like a Wednesday. That Sunday, we were at Jeremy Hager's house. We met the Hagers, we met the Helgenfelds, we met the Valencias. Uh, or Valencia at that point, just Chris. And so, but man, it was, um, you know, we think about all the things that go on. I get, you know, the people that we have known, there's a lot of pictures of people that, are, that, are, that have moved on and, and that it will happen throughout the life. And it really just makes me think of a family, right? 
Um, so not only just being here, but <laughs> the kids didn't want me to talk because they knew I'd do this. Um, <laughs> but the idea that, um, you know, Hager's, Helgenfeld's, um, Shills, we met the Shills like a week after meeting them, you know. Um, it's all this big family that we have. And so not only do I believe I am different because of Providence Road, I believe my family is different because of the people here. Faithfulness over and over again, um, just working through all these things together. So when, when we're up here baptizing my kids, like it's, it's a huge deal, but they're your kids too and because they, that's how we feel. I've stood up here um, baptizing my oldest and I've been here when Davis and Catherine baptized. And so just look forward to seeing all of these kids, all of these families. Um, and you, the, even I want to say something about this, the college kids and, or people that are only in here for Norman for a short time. The impact is huge. Okay, you may not feel it. You may not know it. Um, but as a parent, to have older kids, right, college kids that are way cooler than us, but literally say the same things and believe the same things is massive. It's so huge. And so I'm so grateful for the ministry um, of Provera. So, yeah. I just want to say that. Let's go start. Carter first would like me to read his favorite verses for you guys. John 3:16 For God so loved the world he gave his only son to die on the cross so we shall not perish but have eternal life. And then John 1:16 Indeed we have all received grace after grace from his fullness. And then John 14:6 I am the way the truth and the light no one comes to the father except through me. I want to get baptized because I believe in Christ and I believe that he has saved me and died on the cross for our sins. All right. He's here, I promise. Um, Carter. You are my son, and I love you so much. Um, and it is my privilege and honor to baptize you today. Um, do you believe all that Christ said, who he is, and what he has done for you, and that he is the only way for forgiveness and reconciliation with God? Yes. All right. Let's do this. So, baptize you. Um, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. God is so, so good. But let's keep it going for the Mosier family because they actually have another child. Cambry May. Okay. She also has some things she would like me to say before she talks. 
Her favorite, one of her favorite verses is Galatians 5, 22 to 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. She likes this verse because she believes that God loves her, he's peace, he's patient, he is kind, he is good, he is faithful, he is calm, and he's gentle with me. The reason I want to get baptized is that I believe and trust in God, and I want to be a part of his family. Hey, hi, Cameron May. Um, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so honored to do this, uh, to baptize you as my daughter, uh, but baptize you into God's family, a family um, who will keep you safe and he will keep you in, in love and protect with all, always. Um, so I just want to ask, um, same thing that I asked um, Carter, is that do you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the only way, uh, faith in him is the only way for forgiveness and reconciliation with God? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to baptize you now, so let's go. Ready? Um, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in the of God. Praise God. So, now we're going to move on, and we're going to hear from some former members Hello, Providence Road. This is Katie and Christian Rose from Houston. Happy birthday. When we moved to Norman, uh, it was right around the time that Providence Road was starting, and we found from the beginning a community of people at Prov Road that were incredibly gracious and welcoming, uh, became like a family for us very quickly. Um, all I just have so many fun stories about uh, time we spent together in the park, to meeting together in homes and uh, community groups and, uh, and worshiping in different venues, uh, much less permanent and, uh, and grandiose than you're in now. Um, uh, stories of uh, members of Providence Road uh, coming over to our house during uh, tornado outbreaks to save my pregnant wife, uh, get her into the tornado shelter. Uh, lots of stories of, of being uh, gifted delicious Chick-fil-A meals uh, for our hungry young children. And uh, we're just so grateful for the generosity that we were shown uh, and experienced during our years in Norman. Um, so thankful uh, from, from day one to the day we left that, that people just uh, showed us the love of God and demonstrating that in the way that they served us and allow us to serve. Uh, we're so grateful for the work God has done in and amongst your community. And we are immensely grateful for having been able to, uh, to be part of it for a few years. Hey, Prof Road family. How exciting is it to get to wish you guys a happy 10-year anniversary? I'm so thankful for you and what the Lord has done through you in Norman over the last 10 years and what faithful ministry he's invited you guys to be a part of as the name of Christ continues to go forth in Norman and on the Oklahoma campus. I am just so grateful for the spirit and of welcoming and gospel preaching and gospel focus that was 
categorizing my whole time at Prov Road. And you know, when I first became a member at Prov Road, it was a little bit different from maybe what I had expected during my college experience of partnering with a local church. But as I became a member, there are lessons I learned and that Prov Road helped shape me into an adult in ways that only happen in a local church context. And for that, I'm wonderfully grateful. Things like small group, building campaign, college ministry, um, even serving on Sunday mornings, setting up, tearing down, doing parking, moving the banners out onto the sidewalk. All of things that taught me how to be a local church member when I was ready to be done at Oklahoma and go to wherever I would be working and living after graduation. All of that is ways that Prov Road poured into me in just the short amount of time I was going to be there, even knowing that I was only going to be there a short time. And for that, I am wonderfully grateful. And the Lord used you guys in many ways to shape me into the person I am today. And for that, I just am grateful and want to wish you guys a wonderful 10-year anniversary. Hi, Providence Road. We are Kenneth, Alicia, and Brooks McGraw, and we were members in Providence Road until 2019 whenever we um, decided to move overseas to Bologna, Italy, where we do min university ministry at the campus here. Yeah, while we were attending Providence Road, we were um, working with a college ministry at OU, and um, Ministry never happens in a vacuum, and so what was great about Prov Road is that we always had a community that was eager to open up their doors, eager to let other people um, come and experience what walking with Jesus was like, what having um, a body of Christ is really like. And one of our favorite stories of this in action was um, we were at the Norman Art Walk one night, and Kenneth uh, met this really cool couple from Brazil, and um, we started becoming friends with them. We started inviting them into our community at church. And um, many of you guys know Gus and Renata. And um, it's uh, our favorite story of seeing God at work in our time yeah. at uh, Providence Road. Yeah, it's so great to be a part of the body of Christ that's so eager and willing to invest in other people's lives. Hi, Providence Road. This is Ashley Lee, and I was a member at Providence Road all throughout college, and then a little bit after that, and it was just, it was the best. I love Prov Road so much, and I will just always really cherish my time there. There was a lot I think about whenever I think about Prov Road, whether it's when I got baptized there, or being discipled by Jill Perry or MC and just all the families that I got to spend time with every week or, you know, babysitting all the kids at Prov Road. I, yeah, it was just the best time. It changed my life and I just miss you all a lot. Um, a, a memory that really comes to mind whenever I think about my time there was um, when I got into medical school, I was really excited to share that with everyone. I probably spent every Sunday all four years, all four or five years talking about wanting to get in. And so I was really just excited to share that with everybody, but it was kind of at the beginning of COVID. So pretty much when we weren't getting together. And I just remember one day coming out on my driveway and there was just long stretch of cars, like 10 cars full of friends and all their families coming to celebrate me. And that is just something that I'll never forget. It was so special. Um, I hope everyone is okay and doing well, and I miss, miss you guys all so much, and happy 10 years, Prov Road. Hey, Prov Road, we, uh, we love you guys. Uh, you are a big part of our lives. 
I think our first time in Norman, we moved there. I think we'd been married for 11 days. We had our two of our three kids were born in Norman. So not only are y'all a big part of, of what Union Church came to be, but y'all are a big part of our family. And um, we're forever grateful for that. Um, being a small part of the beginning few chapters of Providence Road has shaped us in ways that we, uh, we can't ever uh, even imagine. So um, we love you guys and happy 10th anniversary. There's a verse in 1 Thessalonians where Paul's writing the church and he says, because we loved you, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our very lives. And that is how we feel about our time in Norman when we reflect on our days in Norman. Um, not only were we sharing our lives with the people um, that made up Providence Road at the time, um, but gosh, we feel like that is that is what makes Prov Road, Prov Road is um, people sharing their lives with us and each other. So we want to say thank you um, for sharing your lives with us and letting us share our lives with you. And that is our prayer that um, that would continue to be the heartbeat of Providence Road. We love you guys. Happy 10 years. God is so good and has worked in our church. Um, that was beautiful to hear. So let's keep the celebration going by bringing up Danielle Timmons and Lauren, her baptizer. Um, hi, I'm Danielle. Uh, my parents introduced me to God from a young age and made sure I knew that there was a God who loved me, which I am so thankful for. Because of this, I had believed in God, but my understanding of God was limited. I knew of God, but I didn't truly know God, and the idea of having a relationship with him was foreign to me. I grew up very curious. I had questions about God, my purpose, and the world. I spent many years looking for answers. I was looking for my value, worth, and fulfillment where the world said I could find it. I came to college and began to do the same things. I looked for life in the college experience, in my image, in my reputation, and in relationships. I can now see I had a longing in my heart for the Lord that I was trying to fill with temporary and worldly pleasures that would only leave me unsatisfied and searching. My freshman year of college, I met my friend Lauren, who taught me about God. Not only did she talk about Jesus often, but she loved like him. She taught me that my sin had separated me from a perfect and holy God, but because of his great love and mercy, I can know God and have fullness of life through his son. She taught me that I wasn't too far from God, that my life wasn't too messy for him, and that his love and relationship was not dependent on me, but by faith in Jesus alone. The more time I spent with Lauren, the more I noticed that her life looked different from anyone I had ever met and she had this joy that I really wanted. I began to wonder what was so different about my life from Lauren and other girls I had met that year. I realized that what was different is that their joy came from a relationship with God, and while I believed in God, I did not have a relationship with him. I had never made the decision to follow Jesus. I realized I was ready to, I realized I had been trusting in everyone and everything but the Lord. That Jesus had been pursuing me all my life, and I was ready to pursue him too. That summer, I put my trust in the Lord. I didn't know what my next steps would be, and I didn't know how he would change my life, but I think I knew it was the best decision I was ever going to make, and it was. 
I quickly learned that God is a relational God. I have since gotten to experience Jesus as my savior, closest friend, favorite go-to, and I continue to get to know him today. I have gotten to experience that same joy that Lauren has, and I now understand it is because of her relationship with the Father. I will never be able to express my gratitude for the cross and that Jesus made a way for me to know my Heavenly Father. Following Jesus has been my greatest joy, and his relationship is the greatest gift to me. Not because life with Jesus is always perfect or easy, but it is always full. In the Lord, I have found life, joy, purpose, worth, and my identity. I no longer have to search for these things in a world that will leave me empty because I have found them in a God who has given me life in abundance. My prayer for all of us in Christ is to never forget, forget, (laughs) words are hard, forget the grace and mercy we have been shown and to never forget the gift of salvation. I pray we worship and celebrate every day like we are today. For those of you who may be wrestling with God, I pray you wrestle. He is so worth wrestling with. Praise Jesus for the work he did in my heart three years ago and in the hearts of each person who gets to publicly proclaim what the Lord has done in their hearts and lives today. I am Lauren, and I am so honored and excited to get to baptize you today, Danny. Um, it's been a pleasure to be your friend, uh, and more of a pleasure and an honor to watch you love God and follow him and proclaim his name so boldly, and um, I just know that this is a symbolic moment that's going to reflect the rest of your life of continuing to proclaim him. So, I have a couple questions for you. Do you believe that Jesus is God's son and that he died for your sins? Yes. (laughs) And do you proclaim in front of all of these people today that you want to follow him? Yes. Awesome. Then it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So now we're going to welcome up a couple very special girls to this church. They're in the youth group. Um, First is going to be Charlotte Gentry and her father, J-Mac. Cool. So I'm just going to... Here, let me... That's how you do it. Okay, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of read my testimony, you know, how I came to trust in Jesus more. Cool. So I was born into a Christian family. I can remember going to church, you know, from a young age, and I thank Dad for that. 
in elementary school or preschool, I accepted Jesus because having my name written in the book of life sounded pretty great. <laughs> but I don't feel like I really understood at that point that I had to give like all of my life to Jesus, not just, you know, go to church every Sunday and et cetera. And that faith without works, that, for, that flow from a changed heart, or as theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer put it, cheap grace wasn't really faith. Of course, the Bible tells us that what we do can't save us, but it also tells us that a heart truly changed by Jesus walks in love, and that change flows from the heart outwards. I started understanding this better at the end of my eighth grade year, and during my eighth grade year, when my schedule diverged paths from those of my friends, and I had a lot of time to myself to think. I realized that I had kind of taken my friends for granted and started to devote my life mainly to the avoidance of suffering rather than living freely in Jesus. My entire journey in Jesus has been more of a gradual incline than like a steep cliff, and I can't point to one exact day or week when it just suddenly clicked. But Jesus is why we can live freely, without fear and without doubt. I fall short of that goal almost every day, but Christ got my back, and the Bible says his forgiveness is new every morning. I was hesitant about getting baptized at first because I thought I had to have the, all the answers to everything or conquer my fear and worry first. But I see now that that was still living my life in the avoidance of possible suffering, and I don't have to do that anymore now that Christ has freed me. That's why I want to be baptized today. Charlotte, Vicky, and I are so uh, so proud of you. We're so proud. Um, as you can see, Charlotte's a thinker. Um, she wrote all that herself. Um, I was actually trying, kind of nervous about what I was going to say. I was like, man, what would I, what am I going to say? And then I, actually, both of them read me their what they're saying. We're going to read, and I was like, well, they they did it all for me. Um, I really, uh, in thinking. Uh, about today, I just wanted to think about what I wanted to tell you, Charlotte. Um, I, I really hope that this is, is kind of a, a signpost um, on your journey to, uh, to know uh, Jesus more deeply and to make him known more widely. Um, so proud of you, and I prayed for this day uh, since you were born. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Charlotte, do you admit you're a sinner in need of God's grace? Yes. Charlotte, do you trust in Jesus alone uh, to reconcile you to God? Yes, I do. Charlotte, your dad, as your dad and uh, now your brother in Christ, um, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Married in Christ in baptism. Raise the welcome in the Uh, that was beautiful. Um, now we're going to welcome, up, welcome their sister, Bianca Gentry.
Hi, I'm Bianca. That was my sister, Charlotte, and I'm really excited to share this experience with her. Um, but from as far back as I can remember, the church was a part of my life. I went to Sunday school, read my Bible, and prayed nightly. At that point, Jesus was just someone to turn to when I wanted something. I didn't really spend time with him unless I was in need. Eventually, I started going to the services instead. For a while, I didn't take in any of the words that were spoken or their significance. At age 10, I finally started listening to the sermons and understanding came to me. I knew that Jesus was the only one who could save and reconcile and that I was a sinner. However, nothing really changed in my day-to-day -day life. I poured my heart out in the church, but when I passed outside its walls, it was back to whatever I was doing, and I forgot the sermon within the day. At night, I'd find my day hadn't been for Jesus, so what was really the point? I'd apologize and ask his forgiveness. And so it went, day after day, promising myself I would apply what I had learned, and day after day I would continue as though nothing momentous had happened inside me. It made the days feel pointless, and I discovered a simple fact. I realized that I had to spend time with Jesus, not because it would save me, as I knew it wouldn't, but because it pleases God and should lead me in what was true and right. The trivial things that seem to matter now are nothing compared to the mercy he shows me. I found that after a while of reading his word and praying for strength, I wanted to spend time with the Lord. Where once the Bible was scattered stories, it connected under the theme of Jesus. Now I want to tell the world that I am saved, and that is why I want to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bianca, Vicky, and I are so proud of you. So proud that you and, and your sister both uh, wanted to tell everybody here of your faith in Jesus. Um, I, uh, in thinking about today, I, I thought about a lot of the good days that God's given me in my life. And uh, um, I couldn't help but think that this one's going to be one that's up there. Um, I do appreciate, I wanted to echo kind of what Matt said about Providence Road and, you know, especially in the youth group, uh, the girls have been involved since they kind of started the youth group and um, I feel like uh, the people that involve the students and Kevin and Josie and Jay have really uh, helped pour their lives into my kids and Providence Road in general has and I appreciate that. Um, Bianca, I'm going to have you uh, answer a few questions. <clears throat> do you, Bianca, do you admit you're a sinner in need of God's grace? Yes. Bianca, do you trust in Jesus alone to reconcile you to God? Yes. Bianca, as your dad and uh, your brother in Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Praise God. We have one more in this group. It's going to be Haley Krupp. Hey, y'all. My name's Haley, um, and this is my story. So I'm a little nervous, too. 
Um, <laughs> so I grew up believing that there was a God, but not having a relationship with God. I saw God as this far off and authoritative God, and I thought he just wanted me to be good enough for him. I fell into what the world wanted of me. I found my identity and the reputation that I had, wanting to be known and seen, striving to be what I thought would be good enough for the people around me. So I went into college thinking life would be different then. I would finally find what I was looking for, and I tried all the things that I thought would fulfill me. Um, after searching for love and acceptance and everything I could try, I still felt broken, like I was living without a purpose, and that love from the world would never be good enough for me. The first few weeks of my freshman year of college, I met a woman named Devin, and she was intentional, selfless, and generous. I could see that she was different from the college girls I had known. One day, she shared the greatest news I have ever received. She shared the gospel with me. She told me that God sent his one and only son to die on a cross for my past, present, and future sins. And he did this so that I could know him personally and live eternally with him. She made me realize that my good works would never be good enough to get me to heaven and that I didn't have to be good enough because it wasn't about me. Sorry. She told me that I could have a personal relationship with God and that he wanted, to, that he wanted me to know him deeply. I had never heard this before. She asked me if I wanted to start not only believing in God but following him. This meant that I had to turn from my selfish desires and turn to God in every area and to surrender everything to him. I said yes that day in Bagel Calf in Norman. I said yes because I knew I wanted purpose. Devin taught me how to spend time with God, how to read my Bible and actually apply it to my life, and that I could talk to God as my friend. As I grew closer to God, I started to see that my sin hurt God, but it never made him love me less. Since making this decision about three and a half years ago, the word has transformed my heart to want God's best for my life and not my best and to live for the purpose that he has given me. I have seen that my worth isn't found in the world but in the hope that I have in Jesus Christ. Following Jesus has not been easy but it has given me a joy, peace, and hope that I have never experienced before, one that is lasting and eternal, and I am so thankful for the Lord's pursuit of me and a faithful woman like Devin who genuinely wanted me to know him. I now not only love God but I have seen that the Lord's love is sufficient for me. I encourage anyone that is searching like I was to seek Jesus and to see that he is more than enough. Haley, when I think about the girl I met about three and a half years ago, and then I think of the woman that you are now, I think of Philippians 1.6, which says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. I know he's not completed with you yet, but just the work that he's done in your life over the past almost four years has just been incredible to watch. And I know that he's just going to keep working in you. And I know a big part of that was just your love for his word. Since the moment you came to Christ, I remember you just reading his word and having a heart to just obey it, and you've continued that, and you've been faithful to live out um, what he's called you to, and I'm just so proud of you. I can never thank God enough for all the joy I have because of you, and I'm honored to get to baptize you today. Haley, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and do you trust him as Lord of your life? Yes. Based on that profession, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Prov Road, happy 10 years. 
can't believe uh, it has been 10 years. It seems like yesterday we were uh, sitting around the kitchen table. There were six of us, uh, seven if you include our son Davis, who was six months old at the time. Uh, I can remember vividly that, that moment or that, uh, that time around the kitchen table where uh, we just uh, really just asked the Lord to use us in however way he wanted to use us to extend his kingdom in this city. Whatever way would bring him the most glory, that was our prayer. And I know that has been our prayer uh, for the last 10 years. And so to look back and just to see God's faithfulness, to see his grace um, and his spirit working among uh, the people of this city, uh, to bring people into this kingdom through the preaching of the gospel, through the uh, the demonstration of the gospel through uh, gospel communities uh, throughout this city has been so, so, so encouraging. And so as we uh, look uh, to the next 10 years, uh, we continue to ask the Lord the same, uh, the same thing, that Lord, that you would use us uh, to, uh, to bring people uh, in Norman into your kingdom in the best way to bring you uh, the most glory. And so uh, we love um, we love you. We love uh, the people of Province Rose. Special uh, thanks to um, the elders of the church, uh, Jay, uh, Hager, Ben, Matt. Uh, you guys uh, sacrifice so much, and and maybe I should thank your families uh, for um, for allowing you to to be a part of of shepherding us and leading us. Um, you guys have um, again sacrificed so much. Uh, for the for the gospel of Jesus and for the sake of his body. And so um, we, we thank you and uh, happy 10 years. On May 16th of 2010, I was living in Austin, Texas at the time and going to the Austin Stone Community Church when the pastor there preached a sermon on going to the nations. And he mentioned a name, Jeremy Hager and his wife, Nicole. And he said that they were planting a church in Norman, Oklahoma. Now, I'd never met Jeremy before, and I'd never actually heard of Norman, Oklahoma either, but in the closest thing I can ever say to hearing the voice of the Lord, it was clear to me that he said, go talk to him. And from those conversations, if we fast forward to September 20th of 2010, as a 21-year-old, I packed up my car with uh, some books, some clothes, a guitar and a keyboard, and I had no idea where I was going to live. I didn't have a job lined up, but I knew clearly that God was going to do something big in this city, and I wanted to be a part of it. And so it has been incredible to see how from those early days of six of us sitting around a, a dining room table and just praying and dreaming and, and, and wondering what might happen if God chose to build his church here uh, in, this, in, in this church that we were calling Providence Road. What would that look like? And it's been incredible to watch his faithfulness and his plan unfold for the people of Providence Road and for us to become a, a presence and the hands, of feet, hands and feet of Jesus in this city it has just been incredible. And I'm so grateful to have been a part of that for the last 10 plus years now. Seven years ago this month in 2015, we first began attending Prov Road. We were invited by Pam and Stephanie DeVos at a garage sale and later by Kim Hopper. And from the very beginning, we felt accepted. Providence Road has given us community, opportunities to serve, Bible teaching and preaching, and sweet friendships. Hey, Prov Road family. 
five years ago when we were brand new to Prov Road and we had just had a baby. In fact, that baby is now Wit. How old are you, Wit? Five. Five. Um, I was diagnosed with advanced stage breast cancer and went into treatment right away. Um, we were surrounded by our church family here at Providence Road who poured out love in the form of prayers, meals, um, time, practical help, and lots of resources. We could not have walked through that really tough season without the love and care we received from our MC and from so many of you here at Providence Road. Our family will forever be grateful. And today, we're praising God for clear scans five years later and for the kindness of God poured out in a tangible way through the people of Prov Road. And now we would like to say, Happy, Happy birthday, Providence Road! We, we love, love you! you. All right. Praise God. This is our last group of people being baptized, so let's keep the excitement going. We're going to start with Heidi Brown. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Heidi, and I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit of the story of what Jesus has done in my heart. So growing up, I had somewhat of an understanding of Jesus. I knew the story of who he was, but didn't know what that meant for me. I believe the story to be true, but I had, it had little standing in my life. So for years, my idea of living the Christian life was that you believe in God and you try to be a good person. So you do good things, you don't do bad things. Um, and so that's how I lived. I lived a very morally right life. Um, and looking back, I can say that I lived that life to glorify myself. I liked the good reputation that it brought me of living a seemingly Christian life, um, but eventually that wasn't enough. I was always confused why I didn't have this peace or contentment through life that everyone talked about as a perk of following Jesus, and it wasn't until I went to college that I realized that there was something missing. So God quickly introduced me to people who were passionately pursuing their faith, and I wanted that for myself. And so I started going to Bible studies, reading the Bible on my own, just doing all the spiritual things in an attempt to grow in my faith, yet there was still something missing. And so this continued through my first two years of college, and then the summer after my sophomore year, I attended a summer discipleship program called Kaleo, and it was there that the gospel finally clicked. Um, God used that time to show me his pursuit of me, and there is a point that I could look back and see all these times that God was pulling me to him and just pursuing me. Um, but I was too blinded by my pride to admit my need for him and that I was separated from him. And so I learned and I just got to see firsthand that God is a God of radical pursuit, even to the point of sending his son Jesus to die on the cross and pay the penalty for sin. Even though he was perfect and lived a perfect life and didn't deserve it, he did that so that we don't have to and we get to have a relationship with God through that. And so that piece that was missing through all those years was a relationship with God. And so... Yeah, through all that, I learned that I wasn't and could never be perfect, but that was okay because Jesus was. I was broken and deserved nothing but separation from God, but God wanted a relationship with me my whole life, and when I finally realized it, I knew that that was a God worth following, 
And so in the summer of 2018, almost four years ago, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior and gave my life to him. And so since then, my life has been radically changed only due to the work of God. Um, I want to live my life to glorify him now rather than myself. And he's given me the peace, the contentment, the joy, because he is all of those things. Um, it hasn't all been easy, but it's been so worth it to experience God in an intimate relationship with him. And so I'm excited to get to publicly proclaim that. Over the past three and a half years, I've been able to see you faithfully follow Jesus um, and just see him just change you to be more and more like him. And it's been cool to see you slowly and continually make decisions based on what will glorify him and not yourself. And so when I think of you, um, there's a lot of verses that I think God has just made true in your life, but one specifically is 1 Thessalonians 2, 8 and 9. And it says, but we were gentle among them like a mother caring for little children. We were delighted to share not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And so if you guys know Heidi, you know this is so true that she not only delights to share the gospel and has with a lot of people, you're super faithful, you want them to know the truth of Jesus, um, but you just have this unique ability to really share your life with others. You are patient, you're loyal, you're kind, you're gentle, and a lot of people have been able to come to Christ through that and um, just know Christ because of that. And a lot of us in this room have been able to reap the reward of that. And so I'm excited to see God continually bring, you, bring him glory through you. And so it's my honor and privilege as your sister in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in baptism and rising. Praise God. And we have another youth kid. Welcome to the stage, Chloe Williams. Hello, church. I am not Chloe but I am her sister and I'm so blessed to have her in my life and blessed to read her testimony for her today. Today, Chloe is being baptized as a symbol of her faith and relationship with Christ. Chloe invited Christ into her life a few years ago. To Chloe, baptism means that she will be even closer to Jesus. She wants others to know she is proud to follow him as her savior. Jesus is Chloe's confidence giver. He is always there for her to ask questions and to talk to her in prayer. When Chloe is scared, Jesus gives her strength and courage. And I just want to say that your courage and compassion is something that I envy and that God is going to have you do so many amazing things in this life and in other people's lives. And I am incredibly grateful for you. Um, Chloe's been coming to the youth group for a while now. Um, Chloe has such a kind soul. From the second she walked in, she uh, radiated love for everyone she walks with and um, in like 
engages with. Uh, she has a big crowd here of her family today, and it just shows that you can't know Chloe and not love her, and I feel like she is such um, a light for Christ, and so it's been so fun to watch you grow in Christ and learn and um, just all the things that you have started growing, and we look forward to continuing that in youth group. So, um, Chloe, my question for you today is, um, do you believe and proclaim Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Awesome. Okay. It's my um, pleasure to baptize you. You ready? Okay, perfect. Okay, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Um, Let's welcome up Maggie Tincher. Hey, y'all. My name is Maggie Tincher, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my story. So I want to start off by saying I actually gave my life to Christ similar to, similarly to a lot of my friends um, back in the summer of 2019 after my freshman year of college. Um, I'm a senior now, and the reason behind just my waiting to be baptized is pretty selfish, honestly. Um, I felt like I had to be at a certain place in my faith to be authentically baptized. And I quickly came to find out that the real reason was I just felt really guilty for being new to my faith. Um, I've always been a people pleaser. And the fact that I couldn't just match everybody around me and people please my way through my faith um, just scared me a lot. Um, But the truth is, um, I've been made a new creation, and Jesus captured my heart, and he deserves all the glory. So I'm going to tell you all a bit about that. So I grew up in Evan, Oklahoma. Um, I did not grow up in church, however, so Bible Belt, but not growing up in church. Um, I'd never been a regular church attender. I had no true understanding of who Jesus was or what he did for me. Um, So rewinding just a bit. So during Christmas break of my freshman year of college, I experienced what I would just consider, um, sorry, uh, the hardest situation I've I've ever been in and something that still affects me to this day. Uh, My dad had been diagnosed with brain cancer, and the man who I had just seen as perfect, I had idolized him, I had worshipped him my entire life, and he just suddenly wasn't perfect to me anymore, and that was for the first time ever. Um, I experienced just a heartbreak deeper than I really thought was possible. I watched the whole thing happen firsthand. Um, The seizure, the CPR, long nights in the ICU, all of that just affected me really heavily. Uh, But most importantly, I just really saw how fragile life was and how quickly everything could change and how quickly my world just wasn't perfect. Initially, this made me just really bitter towards any aspect of religion. Um, I couldn't quite wrap my head around the idea that a good God would do bad things to good people. But what I had actually failed to realize is that we've never been good people. We're sinners, and we're broken, and we're in need of a holy God, and that was the truth. I was having a lot of difficulty admitting. To be completely honest, sometimes it's still hard to understand why God would allow really difficult things um, to happen to the people I care most about in this world. And why, even after faithfully walking with Jesus for about three years now, he would continue to test my faith through my family. However, this is actually what reminds me of the grace of the gospel the most. Um, Coming back from that Christmas break, I was lost. Um, I was just broken. I was hurting more than I could bear, and I didn't really know where to turn anymore. That's when I met Hannah. Uh, Hannah just lived a life that was marked by a joy and a peace that I just couldn't understand. I didn't get it. Um, I had seen life as this evil thing that had hurt me, and Hannah saw life as just an opportunity to love people, and I didn't understand that. She was really faithful to pursue me and care for me, 
and point me towards the cross even when I wanted nothing to do with it over and over and over again. Um, she spurred me just to take a step of faith that summer and go to a nine-week discipleship program in Florida that summer. Boy, am I really glad she did. <laughs> um, that June, I gave my life to Christ, and my life has been dramatically changed since. I've learned that it never has been and never will be my, ro- my role to understand the why behind every little thing. Instead, I've sought comfort in the word through passages such as Psalm 23, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, um, and others. So following the summer of 2019, the Lord began just to breed a deep desire in my heart for him, his people, and his mission. That same summer, I felt a certain tug in my heart for the 1040 window during missions conference. I was determined to understand who I was called to be as a disciple of Christ and what that meant for my future. That tug has been a daily motivation for knowing and loving my Heavenly Father more. God used passages of scripture such as Matthew 9, 34 through 39 and Matthew 28, 18 through 20 to push me in my personal growth and enable me to understand that I'm simply here and gone. The wind is never up to me, but the ways in which I choose to utilize my fleeting time in the advancement of his kingdom has effects through the ripples of eternity. This is a responsibility I love to bear and feel honored to be chosen to be a part of. God has shown immense grace to me, even when I don't deserve it over and over again in the last three years, through seasons of disobedience, trial, and again, trying to understand just the why behind every little thing. God has graciously shown me that my job is simply to be his disciple. This means glorifying him, reflecting him, and making him known wherever he would have me. I'm undeniably still a sinner who is in need of God's grace daily, but I feel honored to be chosen daily by my Father and called to a greater purpose far beyond satisfying man and understanding the whys behind the world. Um, Maggie, when I think about you, I think about um, Acts twenty twenty four. Um, for I do not account my life as of any value or as precious to myself, um, but only that I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And from the moment you put your trust in Christ, I've been so blessed to see the way that you have just wanted to go and tell everybody about it. And I think anyone who knows you can attest to the fact that you don't account your life as any value, but your main eye, um, not your main eye, your main focus has been on Christ, and your eyes have been fixed on him as you throw off temptation and sin um, so that you can pursue Jesus and other people. Um, And what the Lord has been able to accomplish through your faithfulness has just left a legacy behind you. Um, As you move on and start a new um, journey in your life, you've left behind so many people that know the Lord because you um, were faithful to share with them. So I love you. Um, So Maggie, do you um, believe in Jesus as your Savior and that he's the only way that you can be reconciled to God? Yes. Okay. And do you confess in front of all these people that you have submitted your life to him? Yes. Okay. Then it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And also welcome to the stage, the second Logan of the day. (laughs) Sorry, Luke. Welcome, Logan Harmon.
Hi, everybody. My name is Logan Harmon. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home with parents who really did love the Lord. And so I grew up uh, in a private school, going to church every Sunday, the summer camps, like all of the things. And so I grew up with this vast head knowledge of who the Lord is. And that's basically as far as it was. I thought the more that I knew about Jesus, uh, that is what it was. Uh, But then As I got older, I realized that really my idol, who I lived for, was just myself. I idolized my reputation, uh, what people thought of me. And so uh, to the Christians, I was this good Christian. To the partier, I was the craziest partier. I wanted everybody to like me uh, and to accept me because I really didn't have that in Jesus. I just knew who he was, and I can regurgitate a lot of information about him. And so as I got older... Uh, God sent a lot of people into my life to pursue me and to try and share the gospel with me. Um, But I was so stuck in my own ways that um, it just didn't really affect me. Didn't matter. I could answer all of the good questions that they had, but uh, my heart never changed because I didn't really care for the Lord. Uh, And then the last person that he sent into my life, thankfully, uh, was a guy named Will Valdez. When I got to college, I rushed to fraternity, uh, and he was a junior in it, and I rushed to fraternity so that I could continue to live for the world, to live the party life, and to chase after those things. And I was doing it. And then I I met this guy during Rush, uh, my first week uh, at college, and he asked me about what I believed in religion and my faith. And that was the first person that had asked me about Jesus. And so obviously I pulled out everything that I had learned growing up, and I gave them all the right answers. But uh, it was just a, a, a face that I was wearing. And He asked me to study with him uh, the first week of school on syllabus week, which I was like, I don't think people are supposed to study on syllabus week. Uh, But he didn't really want to study with me. He just wanted to spend time with me and and grow in this relationship. And he was just different. He looked a lot different uh, than all the other guys in the fraternity. And he took me out to lunch one day and shared the gospel with me from like a deep, genuine uh, place of love. And that was the first time somebody had ever shared the gospel with me, uh, not out of a, you need to know this, uh, like here is the knowledge of what the gospel is, but out of a, hey, like I really love you. And I could feel that. And his relationship, his friendship with me uh, impacted me all the way through my freshman year of college. And he, he just lived different. And at the end of my freshman year, Uh, I realized that I knew about God. I knew a lot about God, but I didn't actually know him. Like there was no intimate relationship there and that that's what God really wanted. And Valdez got to show me that. He modeled that life of what it looks like to live as a Christian to what it looks like to have a deep, intimate relationship with Christ. And so because of his example and the grace of God, and the death of Jesus on the cross, the only reason that I get to stand here today uh, is because of what he did for me, that I'm not good enough and that I never will be good enough. But today is a symbolization of a funeral of my old self. So I'm excited to die to my old self and live for Christ. Oh, Logan. Man, it's been, I guess, six years now since we met. That's kind of crazy. One of us is getting old. Um, 
So I'm not going to go into a ton of detail about our story because you already talked about it, but I just want to say how proud I am of you. Um, I know you always used to ask me to say that. Uh, so I am. I'm super proud of you, and it's just been amazing and inspiring to get to see the transition that's taken place from the young, crazy, scrawny freshman kid <laughs> I met to this man of God that's sitting in front of me now. It's been super humbling to get to see the relationship that you form with Christ and the consistency of that and just get to see you duplicate that amongst so many guys and I get to see these guys out here doing the same thing it's like Brayden little Sawyer running around and so um, I'm just super honored um, that you've asked me to be here today and to get to take part in this um, so I've got a question for you um, do you profess before all of these people that are watching you don't lie uh, that you've been saved by grace through faith your faith in Jesus Christ, our yeah, Lord and Savior. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. It's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hi, Prob Road. I'm Andy McDonald, church planning pastor of Redeemer Church here in Norman. I am so excited to celebrate 10 years of ministry with you. Provost, you make much of Jesus in Norman, and you send out disciples to the nations for the glory of God. What's my relationship with Providence Road? Well, Pastor Jeremy and Nicole are my wife, Christy, and I's dear friends. We've known them for over two decades. They're like family to us. Nicole was discipled by my wife when she was in college. She babysat our kids, and I got to be a part of their wedding. They're some of our favorite people on the planet. See, I got to be part of Prov Road from day one. Jeremy and I planting churches here in Norman together has been one of the most encouraging things along the way. Seeing the good that Prov Road has done, it spurs us on to good work. See, Redeemer and Prov Road had served together to make much of Jesus in our city and disciple people to be on mission for the glory of God and for their good. What's my encouragement for Prov Road for the next 10 years? Let's continue. Continue to make much of Jesus. Continue to be a blessing and invest in the university students and the Norman community. Continue to plant churches and to send out people on mission. Continue to raise up and train leaders in the church and in the community. Please continue to partner with us. Simply continue being you. We love you and we're so proud to be able to minister alongside with our sister church, with you, Prabhupada. We love having you in Norman. Hey, Providence Road. My name is Josh Curry. I serve as the lead pastor of Frontline Church in downtown OKC. And I want to wish you a massively happy 10th birthday. It's a huge deal that God's been faithful to your church for a decade. And it's a huge deal that you guys are faithfully on mission together. As my wife and I get to the end of a season of parenting with both of our kids getting really close to being launched out, uh, a daughter who's about to wrap up her bachelor's and who will probably move out of state for a master's and a son who's shipping off to the Marine Corps at the end of this summer, I'm thinking about partnerships with churches in different ways, meaning like it's not enough to just be doctrinally healthy, although I certainly want that for my kids if they go to a church out of state. I also want a culture that adorns the gospel. I wanna see a healthy church and healthy leaders and healthy community and people that don't just believe the gospel intellectually, but people who are experiencing the grace of God in relationship. And so I just want you to know if my kids landed in the city of Norman, I would be so thrilled for them to be a part of Gospel Community of Providence Road. I love you, You're, you are doing a great job in your city. Your reputation is so solid 
And I'm really thankful for our partnership. So God bless you. And uh, here's to 10 more years of faithful gospel ministry. Hey, Prov Road. My name is Brady Sharp, and I'm the church planter and pastor at Credence Church in Lawton, Oklahoma. Providence Road has been a huge part of our journey to becoming a church that's established here in Southwest Oklahoma. For the last couple of years, Providence Road has been prayerfully and financially supporting us as we establish here and build a home base. Beyond that, Providence Road has been a huge part of our family's journey. When we first got here, I was diagnosed with cancer, then went through chemotherapy and recovery. Prov Road stepped in to make sure that we had what we needed to follow the physical health with the mental, emotional, and spiritual health as well. Pastor Jeremy was my first year church planting coach, and the elders and staff there have been great to us. We are so thankful for Prov Road and can't imagine church planting without Prov Road as a huge part of our story. So here's to 10 years of what God has been doing in Norman, Oklahoma through Providence Road Church. And here's to a hundred more of what God may do as a, an outpost for the gospel there and as you plant and support churches all over the world. Congratulations, Prop Road. Providence Road, hey, this is Andrew Burkhart from Frontline Church in South Oklahoma City. And I wanna just say happy 10 year anniversary to you guys. Man, our relationship has meant so much to me and to my wife, Hillary, but really to our whole church. Uh, when I think about the relationship that I have with a lot of church planters throughout the US even. What's crazy is the amount of churches that are planted and then three to five years later, they don't exist anymore. And I am full of gratitude and joy that you guys, not only are you thriving and existing, but you're continuing to be an outpost of the kingdom of God in one of the most secular cities in Oklahoma, one of the, the least church cities in Oklahoma. And the fact that you have students from OU that are then scattering across the rest of the nation and even really the rest of the world, you guys are having a gospel impact in ways that you don't even know and you're not aware of. To be a church for 10 years is a really big deal. And the relationship that we have is just one that fills our entire church with so much joy that we've got friends, that we have family, we have a church community that we can point to in Norman, Oklahoma, that is pushing back the darkness. And my prayer, my hope for you guys is that the next 10 years are filled with even more spiritual creativity as you guys figure out how to be a countercultural outpost of the kingdom of God in a place like Norman. So blessings to you, blessings to Jeremy Hager and to Nicole and to all the leadership team there. We love you guys, we're praying for you. Happy 10 year anniversary. Redeemer Church loves Prov Road. Happy 10 year anniversary. So happy birthday and we hope you have a wonderful day celebrating. Hey Providence Road, happy 10th birthday. Happy 10 years Prov Road. Happy 10 year anniversary Prov Road. 10 years. Congratulations, Prov Road. We, we love, love you, Providence, Providence Road. Road. Happy 10 years! We love you, Prov Road. We miss you so much. As, uh, as I was thinking through the morning, this morning when I woke up and was just praying through um, and thanking God really for all that he's done, you know, I haven't even been here the whole time. We've been here about six years now. Uh, but Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 came to mind for me. Um, and I think we have the verses on the screens for you guys. Note to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, 
according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Um, again, I was not there in the beginning when they first started meeting around tables 12 years ago. I feel pretty confident to say, though, that God has done far more abundantly than all that they asked or thought. And I know this because since I've been here, God has done far more abundantly than all I have asked or thought uh, since just being here a few years. So this morning, we just want to proclaim and echo, again, what Jeremy said this morning, this is not because of anything that we are, anything that we've done, any of our leadership or elder team has done, or our staff It is because God has proven himself faithful to us over and over and over. And so we praise God for 10 good years, and we're asking for 10 more, right? We're asking for him to to do it again, right? And so that is our hope, that is our prayer this morning, and that is what I hope you leave uh, hearing today. Um, If you're not a follower of Jesus in the room this morning, I know we've got a lot of guests. This is our largest attended service ever in our history. Um, Yeah. So I know there are guests, I know there are skeptics in the room, and I just want to say, hey, if you're interested at all in Jesus, in in talking about what faith is and what following Jesus is, we want to engage you, we want to talk to you about that. And so find me or find Jeremy or find someone who was baptized this morning, I promise you they would love to share their story with you some more. So don't leave this place or today without uh, doing that. And so I'm going to pray for us, and as I do, the band's going to come up. We're going to sing one more song together. I'm going to thank God for what he's done uh, in the life of our church. God, you are good, and and it's been said this morning, you are far better than even we realize. And so we acknowledge that you're bigger than our imagination. Uh, You're bigger than what we think of you, and we're so thankful that you do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. On the one hand, I, I want to say, like, help us to dream bigger. But on the other hand, I'm so grateful, God, that you are bigger than even our thoughts. And so continue to use our church, as has been said, as an outpost for the kingdom of God. May people come in uh, and receive care and counsel and be transformed by the gospel and then be sent out to the ends of the earth to proclaim that Jesus is Lord and is Savior. Please bless the food that we're about to eat. Keep us safe. Help no uh, kids break their arms. In Jesus' name, (laughs) amen.